EFF. Entertainment, fighting, football. This is our effing thoughts. Oh shit. Oh shit. Oh shit. This is Andrew Whitus. I generally hate people. First of all, I'm a city slicker. I don't know how to fucking hunt or fish. And I'm Robert Robert Becker. I'm like, who is this guy? First of all, I did not shit myself. The crowd just went fucking nuts. Yo, mama, we made it. Yo, what's up, Beck? Hey, what's up? I always get excited whenever we sit down to record, but I'm a little bit more excited this time around for a couple reasons. Uh, for one, we get to talk fantasy, or uh, we get to talk um, fantasy football. I don't know why I fucking <laughs> blinked on that. Um, <laughs> but we also have a guest on today. Today we have Naomi from Draft Queens. Very excited to have you on here, Naomi. Why don't you say hello? Hey guys, thanks for having me. It's, it's an honor. Absolutely, we're uh, we're excited to have you. And before we do get started, I wanted to thank you. We tried to uh, set up a couple other episodes, having guests on, and due to extenuating circumstances, it wasn't able to work out. But every step through the process, you've been very responsive, uh, very flexible, and uh, you know. So I just want to thank you uh, off the top for for being that and allowing us to record um, when we can. Not a problem, guys. It's it's like I said, it's a real honor and. Uh... Flexibility is the name of the game, right? <laughs> That's, it. That's it. No doubt. We have you on here to talk fantasy football primarily. But before we do that, our show is Our Effing Thoughts, entertainment, fighting, and football. So before we really hone in on football, I just kind of wanted to pick your brain a little bit on those other subjects. Um, when it comes to video games, uh, where where do you fall on the spectrum? Are you the, uh, the angry girlfriend that doesn't let the boyfriend play video games, or are you the girl that's uh, beating him in Madden? I'm actually the girl that's beating him in Madden okay. and trying okay. to entice him to play uh, <laughs> Grand Theft Auto right now. All right. So. <laughs> <laughs> Doing any online heist with that? No, I, I'm not at that good to play online, so I just like kind of have him driving around as I shoot. <laughs> I'll tell you what, that game, GTA is amazing. That game came out years ago, and there's still a ton of people playing it. Yo, with the online stuff that they do, it's it's pretty amazing. And I myself am not good enough to play online either. I, I find my, you know, I typically think I'm pretty good at video games. And I, I went online and I'm getting shot and I don't even know who's shooting. <laughs> like, I, I don't see anyone, but I'm dying constantly. So it's pretty frustrating. Yeah, I, I thought I was good at that game until I see my 12-year-old nephew playing. And that's when I was like, yeah, no, it's time to give it up. <laughs> yep. Um, what about MMA? Do you... Uh... Do you follow any either boxing, any any of the combat sports? I know McGregor. It's hard to stay away from the McGregor Mayweather news, but uh, generally, do you, do you follow any kind of combat sports? So I don't necessarily follow them, but when the big fights come, I definitely am interested in watching um, the McGregor fight. I'm definitely interested in watching because I'm hoping that he can bring Mayweather down. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> the last time that I thought that somebody could bring Mayweather down, I ended up paying for the pay-per-view. So <laughs> probably not going to be doing that again this time. <laughs> yeah, uh, we, me and my wife, we, we both love it. We had been planning a party ever since the uh, – the idea that this fight was going to happen, but then it just so happened to fall on the weekend that I'm flying from Arizona to Pennsylvania to spend uh, the weekend with Becker because we're doing our uh, our fantasy football draft that weekend. It happens to be the oh, same wow. weekend, so yeah, it's kind of bittersweet for me. Like I love the fact that I'm going to be with Becker to be able to watch it, but at the same time, me and my wife have been planning. So she's actually having a party here without me, and my mom oh. is coming up, my brother-in-law's <laughs> coming up, so she's still going to hold it down for the widest household, but. Wow. <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, why don't you tell us a little bit about the uh, how, how you got started? What what initially brought you into the fantasy football uh, realm? Okay. Well, um, I w- the whole household was actually kind of sick of my husband taking over the you know the TV every Sunday. Uh, so I was like, you know, hey, let me beat him at something uh, on this uh, some kind of way, and uh, then maybe I can have control of the. Of the TV too. So I started getting into fantasy. He didn't really get into it until my dad said that he could win some money at it. Um, so uh, 
he started to do the fantasy uh, lineups for my dad, um, but he's not very computer savvy, and I took that over. And so uh, since they were making some really gnarly picks uh, and not winning anything and getting frustrated, I was like, well, this is kind of like the stock market, right? You should just be able to make a couple picks and watch how it goes. And I started making better picks than everybody else, and so now I'm like, I'm going to keep beating you guys. <laughs> that's cool. So you actually took like a, almost like a scientific approach comparing it to the stock market. I think that's a, a different um, initial way to, to view it than I'd say most uh, fantasy football players take it. Yeah, probably so. Um, it's something I've been interested in the stock market for a while, but never have like $25,000 at one time to be able to you know play with it. So I was like – let me play $10. That's more my, my you know, forte. And so there you go. <laughs> That's cool. I, I've seen some things on, like, some of the professionals that do, like, daily fantasy. And mm -hmm. you should see some of the spreadsheets that these guys make. You know, like, it, it's it's intense. I mean, they're, they're taking things, you know, like weather and, and mm -hmm. you know, the date and, you know, all kinds of crazy things that you normally wouldn't think of as, as a part of their – you know, algorithm to, to figure out who to play on, you know, from one day to the next. So it, it's uh, definitely something that I recently started diving into myself. I played for a few years, but I didn't start playing daily seriously, I'd say, until last year. And uh, it was the first year that I came out ahead um, overall, but it was, you know, nothing significant. I think maybe $120 in total. You know, I put uh, a certain amount in, and I left with 120 more than that. So I'll take it for, for okay. my first time. There you go. That's awesome. That's uh, pretty much the same way. Like, I wasn't really looking at I – di I didn't keep track of any of my lineups last year, and now I'm kind of kicking myself about it. Um, but uh, definitely going back through and doing that this year. And I did see uh, the guy from Roto World. He won the million dollars one year I don't know if it was this past year or the year before that and his spreadsheet was like 15 of my spreadsheets in one so yeah. <laughs> so I'm definitely trying to figure out exactly what he's tracking um or you know how he was able to make those picks um um and learning every day as I go and what to what to track and what not to right well you seem to take it a step further than the normal person that you know, decides that they want to get into fantasy. Like you, you went all out. You've created your own league. You have your own website. What um, what was that? Something that you've already had a passion for, and you just merged those two worlds together, or how did uh, how did you decide to take it that route? Well, uh, initially, the way that I got online was because I wanted to do web design. But as you guys probably well know, the market is pretty well saturated with people in web design and blogging. So uh, I needed to find a niche. And um, there's not anything more interesting to me to talk about than fantasy sports, uh, especially to guys, because they don't think that I know what I'm talking about <laughs> until I open my mouth. So um, <laughs> so um, that part was interesting. And then once I started looking into, well, how much money do I can I possibly really make doing this? I started getting a little more intrigued. So. <laughs> Um, you know, there's there's being in the in the fantasy realm is definitely fun because it's something I like to do anyway. Uh, and then being around people who also like to do it um, is more, uh, really interesting to me because where I'm located at, we don't have a professional team. Uh, so uh, finding other people who are who like it is few and far between. It's kind of like an underground thing. <laughs> gotcha. Okay, so just so the listeners know, so you you're running a women's only fantasy league correct that's correct i have one on flea flicker right now if you uh connect with me on twitter and dm me um i will send you a link okay and how many women do you currently have signed up for that league right now i have six i have room for six more if i start getting more uh interest in it i'll open up another league okay that's that was going to be my next question is is what was the plan, you know, if this one fills up to 12 and you're, you're starting to gain a lot of interest, you know, are, are, are you going to be open to an unlimited amount of leagues or are you going to uh, cap it at, at a certain point? I'll probably cap it at a certain point once I feel like it's probably a little too much for me to handle because it, it's me by myself running it. I don't have a, a, you know, a team or anything like that that can help me out. Okay. And what what is the format? Is it just a standard league? You do in PPR? 
this one is a standard league and it's a, a, a draft and uh, it's not going to be a keeper because I'm not sure if, if anybody's going to want to do it next year. Um, but uh, I'm definitely interested in trying out some different ones like PPR. I've just learned about that type of uh, scoring system. So I'm interested in, in uh, trying that out uh, just because I'm interested to see how it will affect the choices that I make in each lineup. You know, I was listening to another uh, fantasy football podcast and this guy, well, for the record, the, the league that me and Becker are in is a, a standard league. It really mirrors um, the, the true NFL scoring as much as possible. Obviously, yards are added in um, primarily, but, uh, you know, there's no bonus points for a 50-yard pass or uh, none of that. It, it's, it's yardage and scores. And this one guy was just like shitting on standard scoring leagues. You know, just saying that it's all about PPR and the only people that play standard leagues are, you know, grandpas. You know, he was just really <laughs> trash. And I kind of took offense to it. It sounds like you're not necessarily in that same boat as PPR only. Uh, no, definitely not. I'm um, just trying to figure out, you know, how to play all of the different types that's available and probably try to come up with a few novelty games myself. Uh, like I have a couple ideas. My dad says it's Vegas style. Um I call it hopscotch, where you pick your your lineup, and then at the end of uh, the lineup, you press a a button. It randomizes the number that it picks. Whoever that that player lands on uh, will do away with their score. So it could be somebody who got all of your your points or somebody who didn't get any points at all. Gotcha, gotcha. Throws an extra variable in there. Right. Yeah. And I personally, I'm with you, Whitus. I kind of take offense to that guy with the PPR comment. Like, I... I just still, and, and maybe call me a grandfather, I guess. I, don't, you know, <laughs> I just don't, I don't feel it, man. Like, I, you know, I hate when a guy catches a bubble screen and loses two yards right. and he gets, you know, point, point eight points. points. Like, yeah. why did you earn that? Like, you didn't earn that, those points. Now, at the same time, you know, I, I do play DraftKings and FanDuel and, and those are PPR and, and it's exciting and I don't complain about it. I'm not like, oh, stupid PPR. I mean, I, I, you know, think about it as part of my process when I'm filling out my lineup for sure. But, uh, yeah, I definitely don't, I don't feel like PPR is the only way to go. I, I prefer it the way we do it currently. I, I like the non PPR, you know, just you, you get points for the yardage that you earn and the touchdowns you catch. Yeah. I'm turned off by all the, the bonus scoring. My wife, she was in a league last year where, the, the kickers, if it was a regular field goal, it was three points. If it was over 40 yards, it was four points. Then if it was over 50 yards, it was 50 points. It jumped from <laughs> four points to That's 50 just points. Silly. Uh, yeah, I was <laughs> like, just get Janikowski. And there was a game where he just kicked like a 53-yarder or whatever it was, and she just obliterated her opponent simply because of that one kick. I'm like, you know, what's the point? Like, why even put any strategy trying to scour the waiver wires when all you need is just one kicker that has a strong leg that could win you a game on any <laughs> given Sunday? <laughs> and and that's probably why there's a lot of fantasy people who are like, do away with kickers. <laughs> you know what? Yeah. Yeah. That, <laughs> that Draft is Kings, a, you know, DraftKings is that way. And that I actually – so when I started doing daily, I started on FanDuel and – I actually think it was because at the time they were offering a bonus. I, I tried to do some baseball, some daily uh, fantasy baseball, and that didn't work out well. But uh, then I went to the, you know, the football, and they had a kicker. Well, last year I, I did both, FanDuel and DraftKings, because I wanted to give DraftKings a chance. And and I noticed that DraftKings doesn't have a kicker, and they use a flex. And I actually prefer it. So that, that is interesting you know, as a lot of people don't put a lot of value in the kicker, and my, I guess myself included, I don't, you know, in my regular league, I don't draft a kicker till my very last pick. It doesn't matter who starts taking kickers in what round. It makes no difference to me. I'll just drop a kicker and pick up a different kicker each week if I have to. Yeah, that, that's my same approach. What, what's uh, How do you feel about the kickers, Naomi? Uh, some, I don't like the 50 points if you're over 50 <laughs> yards, but, <laughs> but like, uh, you know, to me, just like in any regular football game, sometimes it's up to the kickers, sure. you know, yep. just right at the last, sure. at the last minute, the field goal. So I feel like if you could mimic that in some sort of league, then, um, you know, having a great kicker would be valuable. Um, to me, the, one of the people who just doesn't miss that I've never seen miss except for maybe once is Matt Bryant from the Atlanta Falcons 
Um, and then, you know, the uh, Cleveland Browns got a new kicker, Zane Gonzalez, that supposedly he's supposed to have a good leg at 70 feet, or I'm sorry, 70 yards. So I'm inter- definitely interested in seeing that. <laughs> wow. You know what? You, you bring up a good point because my gut reaction is to say get rid of the kicker because I, I love looking at third and fourth uh, rung wide receivers. I could care less about which kicker I pick up. I'm going to just take the top <laughs> guy. Maybe I'll take the number two guy if for whichever reason it's a better matchup or something. But I put very little effort into to picking my kicker. But again, you, you bring up a good point that in, in a real NFL game, that kicker, you know, the game could be decided on a, on a field goal. So why not try to replicate that within the fantasy world? Right. So going, one other question I had was you, you talked about your dad and your husband that kind of started this. And then you you kind of jumped on board and has, have seemed to take, an over, take over as far <laughs> as, uh, you know, you're running away with what you're doing and your website and, and all the different uh, fantasy uh, platforms you play. Are there any you know, competitive games between your dad and your husband and yourself? You know, is there like a family rivalry? Do you guys do your own kind of side thing together? Or is it mostly uh, you guys try to team up and, and see, you know, how, how well you guys can do? Mostly we try to team up, but um, sometimes there's definitely like a point where my dad or my husband is like, no way you should make this pick. And I'm like, I don't know what games you guys are watching. <laughs> But that's not I'm not picking that. So we'll then split the split the lineups up and be like, you have this lineup, you have this lineup and I have this lineup. And then we kind of be like, yeah, I won two hundred dollars and you guys didn't get nothing. So (laughs) better check my website next week. (laughs) Right. (laughs) So around this time of year, the the news cycle is so slow uh, when it comes to NFL Um, and the only. Uh, new and exciting things to to think about, in my opinion, at least, are the incoming rookies. Uh, I love college football. I love the draft combine, the draft, that entire process. Honestly, when it comes to picking my players, I need to pull in the reins a little bit and make sure I don't go overboard and just pick way too many rookie prospects. Uh, so I I love the rookies. I love talking about rookies. Um, what uh what rookies do you have your eye on as far as uh, who you're looking to pick up in in the upcoming draft? So uh, I definitely took this rookie process a little serious, and um, I have an article on my site. It's called Draft Crush, and it's a concept. I'm gonna be uh, you know following these specific players throughout the whole season and see how they're doing. But um, by position, my favorites are uh, Deshaun Watson in Houston, who I actually picked him to be that quarterback uh, last year whenever Houston Texans were playing against Cleveland Browns and Brock Osweiler broke down, so I'm kind of proud of that. (laughs) Um, Christian McCaffrey for running back, uh, wide receiver Corey Davis, tight end O.J. Howard, uh, defensive end Solomon Thomas, linebacker Hassan Reddick, safety Jabril Peppers, and then cornerback Malik Hooker. Um, three of those I actually chose, and they went to the right team. So I'm kind of excited this year. <laughs> That's cool. We we did a little uh, where we tried to predict the draft. I didn't do too well. <laughs> I don't remember how many guys I got or didn't get, but uh, at the very least, it was an exciting draft to watch because it was so surprising, at least to me. Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I they... think we each got a few, um, but one of one of Whitus's co-workers did it with us we all kind of threw in five bucks and was like hey let's see you know we we came up with a point system you know there i forget what it was now but if you got the pick exactly right you know you got three points and if you were within one pick you know you got like two points and there was a some sort of structure that that we came up with and uh but your coworker, I forget his name now, but like he Brian. crushed it. Yeah, Brian yeah, Lockhart. He it. Yeah, I did. Well, we got a future GM there that I was working with. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I actually, going back to the rookies, I was I was surprised to see, you know, when I was looking at the notes, I was surprised to see that you put defensive players on there. Because typically, you know, with fantasy, unless you play in a league with individual defensive players. The, you know, it's all about the offense. Like nobody and no one cares, could care less about the defense and, and who plays where. Um, it was, uh, you know, so it was nice to see. And me personally being a, a Pittsburgh Steelers fan, I'm I'm personally excited about uh, seeing T.J. Watt. 
and seeing what oh, he can yeah. do yeah. Uh, for the Steelers' defense. So yeah, I'm, I'm I'm excited to see T.J. Watt as well, um, especially because you know we have a basis of comparison with J.J. Watt. We want to see you know, hey, do you live up to your brother's expectations? But I think that he'll be able to mold his own uh, path. I'm hoping so. Um, but yeah, I do do I do a lot with defense. I I do study my defense before I make my picks because. Um, too many times I feel like people in their fantasy lineup, they just make their uh, defensive picks frivolously and or like, oh, I'll pick everybody else to be high, and then they get the low-end defense. But if you can get a defense who can, A, score, and who can, like, stop the run if the opposing team is a, is a run-first offense or, like, Denver be a no-fly zone, then you know, you know that uh, if you make – choices against them then you're probably not gonna fare very well so it's important to know defenses as well even if you're only choosing offensive players sure yeah like my mind completely agrees but my my history (laughs) i guess doesn't (laughs) like i'm you know I, i pick up my defense right before i pick up my kicker i'm definitely one of those guys that puts a lot more emphasis and i don't you know i don't know if that's uh uh, I don't know what it is, but it is what it is. And um... well, I, Whitus, honestly, there's just there's no secret. I mean, we've been friends for a long time. Whitus is all about the the sexy play, the the <laughs> you know, the, the receivers, the running backs, and and maybe even not not, not so much about the quarterback. I, I would say receivers and running backs are yeah. your two big. Like you love them. Like you don't even value the tight end all that. I much. know. <laughs> Which is, you know, like so. You know, we're talking about three positions: kicker, defense, and tight end. But you like, yeah, whatever. Hey, but, be, but before we go any further, who won last year? Yeah. Okay. Uh, okay. <laughs> we're not talking about that. We're talking to Naomi. <laughs> no, it, it's true. Um, you, you know, so so maybe I'll peruse your website when it comes around to, to picking my defense. And not that I'm ignorant when it comes to the defenses. It's just I just see a lot more value in that third and fourth wide receiver than I do um, a defense, especially when 40 wide receivers could be off the board and, you know, five defenses could be off the board. So even if I'm waiting a little bit, I still feel like I'm getting a top 10 defense um, when in wide receivers, you know, if you wait on them, you're getting a top 60 wide receiver. That's kind of kind of my thought process there. But. I can completely understand that. I haven't uh, played Dynasty. This is my first year playing Dynasty, so maybe my uh, thinking or my my uh, strategy will change next year after playing this way. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, it definitely changed mine. I, I mean, you know, when you when we played in the standard just regular league, you know, you're not you never think about the future. Like these guys are gone. Like next year, you're not going to have them. So you know, it definitely changes things. Like I've never watched so much coverage on incoming rookies and, and, and thought about it. Like, and, and Whitus actually gave me the idea. Like I, so this year I've decided, you know, I always end up, you know, buying a bunch of magazines and reading a bunch of things online and, and that's all great. And those things are all helpful, but I'm trying to do my own thing this year. I played fantasy for long enough. You know, there's, there's a lot of times where, where I'm right in, you know, and my gut's telling me to do one thing. And I listen to a guy like Matthew Barry or, or someone else, and and they were wrong, and I and I made the play based on what they said rather than what I felt, and, and I've been wrong. Now it's happened in, in reverse as well, uh, where you know they were right and I was wrong. But this year, you know, Whitus and I both, you know, I, I made myself my own. I have a big board, just like the <laughs> NFL teams at the draft. You know, I got I got like a hundred names on that thing. I got to separate it out by position. You know, I'm I'm trying to, you know, I'm going to do my own thing this year and, and see how it goes. Uh, so. But the Dynasty League has definitely changed the way I think about about fantasy. And I'm, to be honest, I'm not sure if I could go back and play regularly. Wow, that's interesting. <laughs> you know, when when I first told him that I had a big board going, um, he's like, "Yeah, I might do that." And he's like, "How many people you got on your big board?" I was like, "Oh, I'm up to about 50." And your response was like, "Oh man, like that's crazy. Like I, I definitely won't put that much." And like three days later, he's like, "Yeah, I'm up to 65." I'm like, "Shit." <laughs> It's it's actually so fun, man. Like it, it really is. Like to like okay, list all these guys, and then you start to you start to rank them. I've never used so much whiteout in my life. <laughs> like, I, I'm like uh, you know, like three players later, I'm I'm thinking about something in my head, and I'm going back. I'm like, no, that's not going to work. I got to move this guy. And then you know, I move him up three spots, and I'm forgetting the guy that I just whited out. 
and you know i have to go back and look on my phone and it yeah it's it really is it's a ton of fun and i do i guess going into that since you haven't played dynasty yet i guess you can't have an opinion on that but do you prefer currently do you prefer to play standard league or would you rather play daily well right now um i prefer daily because it's the only experience i really have but um I'm definitely, uh, like I said, I'm interested in playing as many different types of fantasy there is before I like really be, have my heart set on which which way to go. But um, I'm, you know, just like on Madden, how you can kind of control and be the GM and make all the decisions. I'm I'm really kind of into that. I'm almost about to make like my own profile, like a Madden profile, either on my site or on like up in front of me, so I can see it when I'm working on my fantasy stuff. <laughs> <laughs> so, well, well, tell us what what system you got? PS4? Or you got an Xbox? Uh, I'm PS3. I'm I'm I don't okay. upgrade my game system that often. PlayStation. Yeah, PlayStation. Well, I have That's little right. itty bitty hands, so I can't <laughs> really use the Xbox controller. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. That's one of our complaints always about, you know, the Xbox controller. And I personally, I have both. I have a PlayStation and an Xbox. I, I get a little carried away with my, with my gaming situation. <laughs> but uh, I, I prefer the PlayStation all day. I mean, I, I would, you know, if I had my choice, it would definitely be PlayStation with whatever game I played. I like the Game Boy. <laughs> Color, right? Tiny Color? Yeah. Yeah. It's my little baby hands. <laughs> cool. Well, um, you, you know, I thought that it might be kind of cool for us to just kind of go around the board and reminisce about our greatest fantasy moment. Uh, so while you, you're the guest, Naomi, why don't you go first? Um, I got to say the, the best moment for me last season was um, – the Lions versus Detroit and Eddie Royal just so happened to be like my kind of sort of sleeper pick <laughs> that week. Uh, and he with the only time that whole year that he got like double digit points uh, on fantasy, but he totally came through on my, uh, on my lineup and uh, got me, I think in the top like 25, or $200. So that was when my dad was like, Oh wow, it's serious. How did you know to make that pick? <laughs> That's cool. I actually had Eddie Royal that week as well, um, partially because I'm a little bit partial to the um, to the Bears, but I had a lot of injuries at wide receiver at the beginning of the year, so um, I, I rode that same Eddie Royal uh, wave with you. Awesome. <laughs> what about you, Beck? Uh, I would have to say, so, so it's quite embarrassing, but I, I've been running my my fantasy league for. I think this will be our 13th year. That's awesome. Um, so, yeah, like, so we've been around a while, and I've never won my own league. Um, <laughs> I, I finished third once, and I finished fourth once in 12 years, so that's that's not a good that's not a good record. So, uh, actually, my, my best fantasy accomplishment, I would think, would be last year my brother-in-law invited me to Naomi. I don't know if you've seen this. I know Whitus doesn't play uh, daily, but... So you can create your own custom league mm-hmm. where, you know, players get in, you know, and it's, you know, whatever you set the lineup price to be, you know, it could be $5, $10. And this particular guy did $5. And I didn't know most of these guys, but, you know, I think it was like week four or five, my brother-in-law texted me and was like, hey, my buddy on FanDuel, you know, needs needs an extra player to, to fill this roster, to fill the, the group out. And, and what happens is if you don't fill the group, it disappears. Like everybody gets their money back and you, and nobody gets to play. So he had it set to like 10 players, I think. And everybody paid $5 and you know, the winner got like 30 bucks or so. Uh, But so I was like, sure, you know, help my brother-in-law out. I I joined the, joined the league. And, and over the course of the season and starting from week five, I, I kept playing. Like I kept getting an alert when this guy would create a game and I kept getting in and I kept playing. And even though I started in week five, I ended up winning the whole thing. Like, and it didn't count for anything. Like, there's no money to be had with it, but they keep, like, standings. And I think they take, like, your your best six weeks and, and add them up, and then you get, like, a total points uh, at the end. So it was just kind of – it was kind of nice that I joined this thing, and nobody really knew who I was, and everybody's, like, asking my brother-in-law. They're like, who's this guy? <laughs> you know, like, because I kept coming in and, and winning. Uh, you know, I, I think I won – three weeks in a row at one point 
Um, so I was, uh, I was pretty hot there for a while. So I would have to say that's my best fantasy accomplishment. I thought you were going to say, you- uh, my bad, go ahead, Neymar. Sorry, I was just going to ask, were you wearing a jersey that and pointing to yourself constantly talking about this guy? <laughs> no, no, definitely not. But that's funny that you bring up jerseys because Whitest and I have actually talked about, like, our my fantasy league is pretty serious. Like, it's it's tough to win. Like, so when you do win it, like, these, these guys are serious. Most of them are old high school friends, some of which, like, Whitest or, or guys I met when, when I was in the military. Uh, but but everybody wants to win and it's super competitive and people get pissed when they don't like you like we we talk we all talk on a group chat and you can tell when somebody's getting their ass kicked because they're, they're not ever like <laughs> in the group message because they don't want to talk to anybody because they're pissed off so uh um it, it's it's super competitive and we actually talked about having jerseys made like we were going to make our own jerseys and everybody kind of get their own custom colors and put the team names on them and pick your own number sort of thing and we always uh, we thought it would be a, a cool idea. It hasn't come to fruition yet, but uh, maybe someday. Yeah, that'd make for a, for a cool group photo at the draft each year. Yeah, for sure. Exactly. I'm I'm down. We should actually go ahead and throw in for a, a Lambo trophy too. <laughs> we do have a trophy actually. <laughs> we we it's not a Lambo trophy. It's kind of a uh, almost it, like a Heisman-ish. Almost like a Heisman. Like, yeah, it's, he's not quite doing the Heisman. It's more like a stiff arm thing. But we actually get it engraved every year. So, like, the uh, the prior champion, whoever the new champion is, has to take it and get it engraved with the year and that person's name and the team name on it. And they, they mail it to the to the next person. So, it's nice. actually kind of cool. It travels around. It's been, it's been to Arizona. It's been to Indiana. And most of the time, it's stayed in Pennsylvania since most of us are from here. Gotcha. Okay. Uh, what I was going to say, Beck, is that uh, I thought your proudest moment you know, within fantasy was going to be inviting me into your league. Uh, but, uh, yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah. No, the proudest moment is kicking you out of the league. <laughs> <laughs> well, when I repeat that, that you may have to do that to get your league back. But no, I, you know, it's, it might be obvious by now, but my most uh, my proudest moment was last year it was my first year back in the league i was actually you know you talked about this league being in uh running for 13 years so i was in the league over a decade ago back when it was just a standard year by year league and then you know i took a 10 year hiatus joined again last year um i picked up a team because it is an eight man keeper team i i essentially bought the team that came in fourth to last. So they weren't a terrible team by any stretch of the imagination, but they were the first team that didn't make the playoffs. Um, And because of the current structure at the time, that team was the one that got the number one pick. So I, uh, I, I came in, I was able to pick up Zeke with the number one pick, made a few other trades. I was able to dump Jamal Charles off at just the right time. Um, the worst pick I probably made, and I'm still paying for it, is I currently own Josh Gordon. <laughs> so, oh wow! Yeah. <laughs> I'm uh, not too uh, not too ashamed to admit that. But um, but yeah, so the the, the season went on. It, it got kind of rough in the middle. I thought that I, I was going to have to start tanking to get another decent pick. But Tyreek Hill. I was able to pick Tyreek Hill up before a week or two before everybody else caught on and kind of rode that wave. And Mariota, Mariota I got in a throwaway trade, and I picked him up just at the right time where he peaked and led the NFL in, uh, in quarterback stats. So I was able to win the championship. And so that trophy that Becker was talking about, it's currently sitting on my dresser. Uh, so <laughs> I'm uh, loving awesome. the league and, and looking forward to the upcoming season. Hey, you had a lot of luck on your side with the with this, the stuff that you picked out at. That's I, good. I'll take luck <laughs> when it comes to the Mariota thing. But I was watching. I think it was either a Sunday night game or a Monday night game. It took like two plays of me watching Tyreek Hill, and I, and I immediately put him for the waiver wire. And it, maybe it was because I was hurting that wide receiver. But I, I'll pat myself on the back. I definitely jumped on that bandwagon a couple of weeks before everybody else realized what the hell he was. So, I, so I'll, I'll accept the luck when it comes to Mariota. But with Tyreek Hill, um, you know, I'll, I'll pat myself on the back for that one. <laughs> All right. <laughs> uh, you know what? You had talked about there not being an NFL team where you're at. Uh, I grew up in a city that didn't have a professional team either. So I'm kind of like a nomad when it comes to – um, 
like a favorite NFL team. I, I rooted for the 49ers because I was a child and they were good. I kind of adopted the Detroit Lions because my dad's from Detroit. And now I'm starting to like the Chicago Bears because my wife is a diehard Bears fan. But I don't truly have an NFL team. Uh, being from a city that doesn't have a pro team, do you have like an NFL team that you love? Um, I'm kind of the same way you are. I am a nomad as well. I'm like each year I'm like, well, who's going to be my team? Um, my husband is from Atlanta. So if I talk against Atlanta, I'll probably get shot. So, (laughs) (laughs) but, um, they had a really good season last year. Um, I, everybody of course is upset about, you know, the Super Bowl, but Hey, 28 and three. (laughs) <laughs> right, exactly. And uh, he doesn't want to hear anything that I have to say about, you know, their offense probably isn't going to be the same this year, but hey, whatever. Um, <laughs> but yeah, uh, this year I'm really liking the two teams that I'm kind of like split against is actually still in the NFC South, which is uh, the Tennessee Titans and um, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. The way that they um, recreated their offense this year, I, I just I don't know what uh, it's guys kind of the limits on both sides. So I'm, I'm looking forward to both of those this year. Yeah. I think the Titans are going to be a fun team to watch um, being a West coast guy, watching Mariota in college for whichever reason, I've, I've always hated Jameis Winston. So out of those two teams, <laughs> if I could, you know, nudge you in one direction, I'd say root for the Titans, but gotcha. um, <laughs> Becker was uh, completely different. He actually came from a, a town nearby that, that has you guys got an NFL team, right? What are they any good? Yeah, please don't disrespect me. <laughs> Pittsburgh Steelers, baby. Six Super Bowls, the only team to have them. Have six of them. You know, I grew up a Steelers fan. Well, actually, funny story. As a kid, I'm not sure why, um, but I, I took to the Buffalo Bills as a child, and maybe it was big, partially because they were good. Uh, that was the Jim Kelly, Thurman Thomas, uh, Andre Reed era. Um, Jim Kelly is actually from a town not far from where I grew up. So I actually used to play youth football on Jim Kelly Field. So that could That's partially cool. be something to do with it. You know, it, it, it's actually the, the town is called East Brady, Pennsylvania. <laughs> and I believe he still lives there now. But, uh, you know, that was par- partially it. And then as I got older, you know, I just my love for Pittsburgh just grew and grew and grew. And, it, you know, obviously I'm a Steelers fan now and uh, I don't, <laughs> and I'm ashamed to say a little bit that due to fantasy football, I don't even usually watch the entire Steelers game because I'm too busy <laughs> watching the red zone channel, trying to see what my team's doing right. uh, rather than watching the Steelers game. But yeah, definitely. I mean, there's, there's no question on, on my end. I, I'm a Steelers fan. Like that will be my team for life. Yeah, I mean, fantasy has changed it so much. That Red Zone channel is a godsend, man. I love that. I mean, that is like dominated my Sundays. Um, I, I almost feel like whenever somebody asks me what my favorite NFL team is, I almost just want to give them my fantasy football team. Be like, <laughs> be like yo, who's your team? Uh, Tucson Chaos. That's who it is. <laughs> Reigning champs, by the way. Yeah, You know, I think we should break down and maybe uh, debate some of these players. So I'll, I'll jump back a few and uh, go down the list of rookies that you had named earlier. Um, Starting off at quarterback, Deshaun Watson, I agree, probably has the best chance to produce as a rookie because I think he's stepping into the best spot where he's going to start early. Uh, Maybe Deshaun Kaiser as well over in Cleveland. Um, Personally, with our structure, I don't think I will touch a rookie quarterback uh, simply because you can pick up uh, an Eli Manning, a Phillip Rivers, somebody else that's already established uh, that I wouldn't necessarily take a risk on one of the rookies. Uh, So I guess it would depend on the structure of your league. Do you see any uh, rookie quarterbacks, probably Deshaun Watson, having an impact in the fantasy world this year? Um, I would like to say Deshaun Watson would have an impact in the fantasy world, but the reality of the way that they play the NFL is when the rookie quarterbacks come in they don't give them a lot of uh, leeway as far as to you know make plays happen it's even with Dak Prescott last year he was an amazing quarterback for a rookie but you know he didn't really get a chance to play like Dak until closer towards the end of the the season so I probably won't touch him um or any of the other rookie quarterbacks um this season unless I have just like a, a test lineup just to see hey how, how is he gonna throw or whatever for sure. 
What about you, Beck? Do you, do you uh, foresee picking up any rookie quarterbacks throughout the year? No, I, I don't. But if I did, I think it would be Watson as well. Um, I think he has the best chance in front of him to, to have a fantasy impact. I'm not sure Kaiser, you know, who knows what they do in Cleveland. And being from Pittsburgh, we don't <laughs> like people in Cleveland. So, we're, you know, I don't really care. You know, who knows what they're going to do. I'm not sure he'll even see the field. You know, they're, they're talking about Osweiler. You know, one week they were talking about how great Osweiler looked, and the next week they're talking about, oh, Kaiser looks great. So it, it seems to be a typical Cleveland situation once again. Um, I, I really like Mahomes. In Kansas City, but and you know unless Alex Smith goes down, you know I don't see him seeing the field. So I, I definitely like Watson from a fantasy perspective. If if I had to take a rookie, it would definitely be him. Yeah, in a in a dynasty mindset, I think Mahomes is the guy to to go for over the course of the next couple of years. But it, when it comes to Cleveland, you got to remember whoever's throwing the ball, they're going to have Josh Gordon catching it. So. <laughs> <laughs> Right, right. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe not. <laughs> uh, running back, um, I think we might disagree a little bit here. Personally, if Leonard Fournette would have come out a year earlier, and I don't think he was able to because I think that was only a sophomore year in college, but if he would have came out the same year, I probably would have picked Fournette over Ezekiel Elliott. And I know that's you know probably shock a lot of people now because of the rookie year that Zeke had. But if you just looked at their college, if you looked at the sophomore year of Fournette versus um, uh, Zeke's last year in college, it looked like, at least in my opinion, Fournette was the better running back. But you got uh, you got try on Christian McCaffrey. Uh, I do have my eye on Christian McCaffrey. He seems to be a very versatile playmaker. Uh, he seems to be able to run through. Uh, defenses. Um, I'm sure Fournette can do the same thing. My only problem with Fournette is the team that he's on. I don't um, know how how long that he's going to hold up on the Jaguars O-line. And then if he's supposed to be a rookie and take, you know, the workhorse load of the team because Bortles can't get it together, then, you know, what's going to happen to his rookie year? Hey, Bortles is my quarterback, so be careful. Uh, Blake Bortles kind of burned me a few lineups last year where I thought he had a good chance. So me and him don't have a good relationship right now. <laughs> yeah, I think you, that you probably share some of the same opinions when it comes to uh, the Jaguars that, that Becker has. He's got some of the same doubts. But I, I think that he, he might disagree a little bit with you on McCaffrey. What's, uh, what, what, what do you think about the system that McCaffrey's going into, Becker? My problem with McCaffrey and the situation in Carolina is that – First of all, Cam Newton's a freak. The, right. The dude's huge. He's big. I, I mean, he's great at what he does. However, Cam, you know, from I'm sure the time he was a, a small child, was the best one on the team. So when Cam gets in trouble, what does he do? He pulls it down and he runs. Right. He's never been the guy to dump the ball down. And I think that that potentially could be an issue for McCaffrey if now, Cam has come out and said, oh, I'm going to change. I realized I can't take that punishment and I can't take those hits and that sort of thing. And, and that's great to say, but RG3 said the same thing and he didn't stop running. So and look where he's not, you know, he's almost not even spoken of right now. So that's my only problem with McCaffrey. I really like Christian McCaffrey. I just worry about Cam actually getting him the ball. Now, I know they're going to have designed plays for for McCaffrey and he's explosive and he can break them off. Sure. But uh, I definitely worry about that part of it with McCaffrey. I think that you, that you bring up a very good point And uh, I was definitely thinking the same thing. I just think that he has the biggest upside for me anyway, at a, at a running back position um, on, on the, on my, you know, rookie board. What do you, how do you feel about Joe Mixon? Uh, Joe Mixon, okay, I kind of have mixed feelings. So being a girl, I'm like, oh, you're off field. Uh, I don't like it. But at the same time, you know, he's a running back with, he's explosive. Um, he, because he's from OU, of course, we're always going to compare him to Adrian Peterson, but he's got a a dynamic upside that Adrian Peterson didn't have. Um, he's got some, uh, you know, he's able to juke jive, um, make the same types of of uh, running back plays as Christian McCaffrey. Uh, but again, you know, with his, his O-line um, in Cincinnati, I don't know how well or that he's going to be able to, you know, work his plays in that system. 
So I kind of, he's kind of my, my close runner up, but uh, Mixon is definitely on my list to be a sleeper as is Samaji um, Kareem. Yeah. 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 I got him. Uh, I'm going to try to steal him before Becker does in our draft. <laughs> uh, you know, one real quick, interesting stat that I heard about Jacksonville's O-line before we move on to wide receivers here is that even though they're two running backs last year, um, drawing a blank on their names, uh, Yeldon and uh, Ivory, right? Right. Yeah, Yeldon and Ivory. Even though both of those guys played like trash, as a whole, Jacksonville had, I think, a top 10 in yards before contact. So their offensive line was doing work. It's just their running backs are trash. So if you put Fournette back there and he's getting a top 10 offensive line with gaining the most yards before contact, and we all know what he does after contact, um, uh, again, you know, I'm going to – I'm gonna lose my mind if Fournette drops to me with the third pick in our draft. I, I, I hope that <laughs> happens. And now we definitely can't let anybody else in our fantasy league know about this podcast before our draft. <laughs> oh, actually, one guy already does. Lance, if you're listening, <laughs> I, I don't know. It's too late now, I guess. <laughs> but all right, uh, wide receivers. I'm kind of surprised at how much love Corey Davis has been getting. And I'm really surprised that he went so early in the NFL draft. Now, I will preface this by saying I did not watch any Western Michigan games, as shocking as that may seem. I know everybody (laughs) was all over Western Michigan. (laughs) But um, the highlights that I've seen, the tape that I've seen, there is nothing that wows me about Davis. He looks like uh, a decent size wide receiver with decent speed and decent hands, maybe uh, better than decent hands. Uh, I, I just don't see that wow factor. Um, personally, I, I would go Mike Williams. With Mike Williams, I see a wow factor. I see a goal line beast that there's not going to be a cornerback in the league that is going to be able to win those jump balls against him. So what what leads you, Naomi, to, to picking Corey Davis as your top wide receiver? Sure. The, um, my reason for picking Corey Davis is actually because of the quarterback that's going to be throwing him the ball. Um, Corey Davis, no, he doesn't necessarily have that wow factor um, that – you know, we're all accustomed to with wide receivers, um, but sometimes fundamental ball means more to it. Uh, last year, Mariota just couldn't seem to dump the ball off. Any None of his wide receivers seemed to be open. They couldn't, you know, uh, open themselves up um, or cause the separation. I think that Corey Davis has the ability to be able to do that, um, but he didn't have the type of wide receiver at Western Michigan either. Um, so I think that both of them, Mariota and Davis, can complement each other in a way where he can be a top fantasy pick. Um, so that's maybe me keeping my fingers crossed. Uh, Mike Williams was definitely another big choice uh, for me. I was hoping that he was going to go to Philadelphia Eagles, but after um, they took Alshon Jeffries, seeing him go to the Chargers makes a lot of sense for Phillip Rivers. Uh, my downside to, to Williams, though, is um, his, his tender of getting hurt. Uh, so now with him, you know, kind of sort of being off the wagon and not being able to get the chemistry up with, with Rivers um, and things like that, uh, being out of minicamp and uh, with, the, with the injury and, and some other injuries that he's had at Clemson, I kind of am kind of weary of, of him. And no doubt there. I, I mean, I can't, I can't argue anything you said. You know, when I look at the two side by side, for me, you know, Mike Williams just seems to to play bigger. I know he's a little bit bigger, you know, maybe only an inch or two taller, but Williams seems to play bigger. Now, that usually translates in the in the red zone and, and getting up over the corners and, and catching touchdowns. Um, to me, Corey Davis just seems very similar to the other receivers they already have. You know, Tajay Sharp and I'm drawing a blank on their their number one guy, Rashard um, Matthews. Yeah, Matthews. You know, he just seems very, you know, cut from the same mold as those other two. Uh, obviously, Matthews is the better of the two between Matthews and Sharp. But the, you know, Williams is interesting to me. You know, obviously, that's Keenan Allen's team as far as the wide receivers go. But, you know, he, he took a bad injury last year. You know, it'll be interesting to see how he bounces back from that and what the and what the Chargers can do. Um for me personally, I think I would take uh, Williams over over Davis at this point. But you know, I, I think the preseason may may have a lot to say about that as well. 
Yeah, you know, and the one counter to my argument that I made initially is if you look at somebody like Antonio Brown, he doesn't necessarily have a big wow factor. He's small. He's not a speedster. You know, he's quick and he obviously has good hands, but he just has that great chemistry with Ben. He's a great route runner. Uh, so, so maybe Corey Davis could fall into that same role. Role. Um, you know, obviously Corey Davis is a lot bigger, but if he builds that chemistry with Mariota, uh, you know, he, he could be the dude. And actually, as an owner of Mariota, I wouldn't be mad at it. You know, I'd welcome <laughs> Mariota actually having somebody to throw the ball to. Sure. You know, we'll go ahead and uh, actually bring it back around to, to your league before we wrap up here. Um, you know, I, I think having a woman's perspective and uh, focusing in on, on that demographic is kind of interesting because I look at somebody like my wife. My wife knows more about football than I would probably say all of my coworkers. You know, she picks up, <laughs> she, she knows the, the backup wide receivers. She, uh, you know, she never ceases to impress me. And whenever, whenever she spouts off a little bit of information, I'm like, damn, I love you. Like, damn, like, <laughs> I married the right one. Um, so I, I think that it's a cool approach. What's, uh, if you want to just kind of speak to that and, and go ahead and give uh, a plug to your website and, and to your league as well. Sure. Uh, so, you know, finding more people like me, more women who like football, um, like I said, around here, it's few and far between to come by. A lot of people, of course, love OU or OSU, but then that's really all that they ever talk about. Um, so, you know, going online, seeing that there was a lot more females that like to like football, like fantasy football, it got me excited. And then whenever I started actually, you know, researching the niche and finding out that, you know, 45% of the NFL population, NFL fan base population is women, um, and women make 80% of all the purchases uh, in their household. So uh, with that being said, you know, there's a lot of money that women can throw <laughs> your way <laughs> when it comes to football or fantasy-based anything. And uh, women are just as competitive as men, and we love to be able to throw it right back in our man's face whenever we can beat them. So Hey, I'm, I'm right there trying to do the same thing and just looking for a few good women to join it. Uh, you know, come to draftqueens.co. Uh, you can sign up on my newsletter. You'll get a newsletter once every, every Monday uh, about new blogs that I write, new fantasy information that I find. Um, we also do are going to be taking up uh, some, you know, donations or whatever for uh, the domestic violence Um a lot of people, a lot of women have stopped watching football because they're kind of protesting against the, you know, domestic violence. They're supposed to have a no tolerance um, or whatever. With as many with as many women that affect the fan base, we should have a bigger say. Um, so we're kind of going towards that that route as well. And, uh, you know, we're we're out here having fun in, in our fantasy league, looking for a few good women who would like to join up. Um, always, always have room for more, and and we're always looking for women who can have a good time playing playing the sport. And uh, you gave out your website. You want to give out your Twitter as well? Sure. My uh, Twitter is at DraftQueens underscore NFL. Fantastic. Well, it was uh, it was great having you on. I'm glad that we connected through Twitter and we were able to work it out. Um, again, you were a pro through organizing this and setting this up. And definitely gave us some some serious contribution to our podcast. So we we appreciate having you on. Hey, we I appreciate you guys for having me on. Any other time you guys are looking to you know have a spot to fill, let me know. Absolutely, no doubt. Cool. Well, with that, everybody, thank you guys for listening. We'll see you guys next time.